Lime, duh. Uh, 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 wah, 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 wah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting close, baby. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, a podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. Oh, I'm your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Tanakatsu Tony, the Patreon Don, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling, Donnie Wrestling. A.K.A. Donnie Capri from the time I went to Italy. A.K.A. the modern day goof. Raja. Shut Coming at you like Scott Bakula, baby, baby. Let's take a quantum leap. Gabba, 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 we, gabba, 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 we, gabba, 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 She's fine. Woo! I am feeling spiced up, baby. Yeah. Being prepared for a night she'll never forget. Oh, yeah. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction of Becky 101. We got weather on the 10. We got Jabroniacs on the 9. And hey, stick around for a little fruit roll-up. Becky Lynch, 316. Coming at you, man, 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 man. What up, Jabroniac? We are back in action for your set. Hey, coming at you, we got the Flat Earthers Anonymous. Hey, do you think the Earth's flat? What happens when you fall over the Earth? Do you get better? Hey. Do you get better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway. Hey, man. what up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, muy caliente wrestling reactions. Woo! Oh, all right, guys. That's the end of the podcast. We spent all the time on the intro. No. Hey, before we get started. Last week, I forgot to introduce this guy. Hey, that was a hectic week, but this week, things are good. Mm-hmm. Sitting to my front, Nasty Newman in studio. Finally, Newman says, how about it? Oh. If you smile, what the I'm pumped. Is cooking. Hey, Newman, how you doing, man? I feel great. Fucking I you, peaked, you I peaked it? the fucking sound just there yelling. Hey, and we got to introduce <laughs> him back in studio, our returning oh. producer, filling in for the Canadian Dream and Nosh, <laughs> Mr. Zig, coming back for a little WrestleMania That's right, action. These turds, they try to keep me away, but you can't keep down the God. I am back. Yeah. Hey, uh, what'd you just say? You can't keep down. Shut your. Oh. <laughs> oh. You've been waiting for to get uh, somebody with that. You got me. See, that would have happened back in my day because yeah. I would have filled the soundboard with yeah. only pro Zig. <laughs> Everybody, hey, I look. Gotta, I got to imagine Zig. Is this a little bit like, like you, like when, <sighs> like checking back in on like 
food that was maybe like not so great when you put it in the fridge <laughs> and then you open the fridge you go oh that's moldy oh yeah that's- it's like i got frostbite <laughs> yeah everybody we'll stop talking about strong island listen i'm i'm feeling great yeah me too. i feel like we're in wrestlemania season and more importantly in my mind truthfully yeah uh and people on the facebook page some people are saying they're more psyched up for Cowmania than wrestlemania and i gotta mm-hmm. say I get it, because now I'm feeling psyched. Now I got my match. I will be wrestling April 6th, 4 p.m. at the Improv Asylum in New York City. You can get your tickets right now at tiny.cc slash Calmania, or just go to the Improv Asylum's website. Just Google that, uh, or check out our Instagram handles, at Cal Podcast or at Dan Black Attack, and you could get ticket links on there, and you could go. Now, I will say, these tickets are selling faster than... The our SummerSlam show in New York. So I'm just saying, get don't don't wait on your tickets. Get yeah, your tickets that right one now. So, that one sold out. Yes. Yeah. All the seats were sold out. We had yeah. some standing room only, but that's because it was a big place. Yeah. This place has way less standing room. You can only there's actually no standing room. It's only seats. Yeah. So make sure get your tickets. Get them right now. Do not sleep on it. They're not expensive. And if there are any tickets left at the door, they're five bucks more. Uh, that's our motto. Any at the door, they're five bucks more. more. But man, I mean, going into Calmania, I got so many announcements for Calmania. I'm feeling good. I'll be honest. Before I had the match, I was a little. I was thinking about canceling Calmania. To be honest, oh wow! It's like if I'm not wrestling Adam Letterman for the Cow Heavyweight Title, I kind of feel like mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel right. But now, not only am I canceling it, I mean, I'm booking the shit out of this, and I'm, I'm destined to. I, I'm. Dead set on making this a tremendous, tremendous event. Okay, now not only I mean just let so you know for this match, I've been preparing for it physically. I know mentally, I've been having a hard time being like, "Will this happen?" But physically, I was like, "I will be ready for anything," especially with a guy as sadistic as Adam Letterman, the ex-sponsor of the show, who stole the cow title, and I made the champion so that I can earn the title. Back, but you could check out all my training right now on my Instagram at Dan Black Attack. I mean, Newman, have you seen what I'm up to? I have, man. You are uh, you're in beast mode. Yeah, uh, the beast slayer mode. Yeah. I have been impressed by will. seeing. I think you did um, some standing. Uh, well, you, listeners can't see what I was doing. I don't care what the episode was called. <laughs> yeah. but I was impressed. You had a couple of wheels on there. Overhead I was impressed. Press. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, um, you got to throw it up. You got to be ready for anything, especially a guy who's willing to throw. People off cliffs, yeah. which Newman was thrown off a cliff uh, um, late uh, last in 2018. But that's 2018. We don't need to go into that right now. But look, so here's the deal. My, my hospital bills are very 2019. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and look, I promise we're going to get you some Patreon money for that, you know, because we yeah. have a Patreon right now, by the way. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. You can get access to our bonus episodes. We got our bonus episode up right now of WrestleMania 30 talk. We're talking about the event of WrestleMania 30, because now we're in WrestleMania, we're in full swing into WrestleMania in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're talking about WrestleMania 30, and we're talking about the build of the big matches, okay? And what worked, what didn't work. A lot of it did work, because it's a great pay-per-view, but you can check that out, uh, Patreon. Go on there, support the uh, the show. But look, listen, Calmania, Saturday, April 6th, talking about it. We have another guest on this show that I haven't announced, that I've announced on the Instagram, but on the podcast, Skyler, Pitch Mr. Perfect wow. Aston will actor. be live yeah. at Calmania. Unbelievable. You know? That's, it's incredible the the the, the breadth of, of the cow nation never ceases to amaze me. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler will be 
at Calmania. Ever heard of them? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that alone, make sure you're checking out this show. going to be great. Now, look, that's that's not even... That's not even all of it. I want to just, I get so many more fun announcements. I'm sorry, man. I know we're in announcement mode, but it's, this is, we are going to have another official Cow Mania event. Okay. Before WrestleMania, I'm announcing right now the official Cow Tailgate. Oh, wow. Before WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium. Um, this will be. This is uh, 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 put together by our own jabroniac, Nick Tulo, uh, who the, the t- lunatics are running the asylum with this. Tailgate, Absolutely, tailgate Tulo. The tailgate Tulo. <laughs> we got tailgate Tulo. Uh, the tailgate. Here's the details of it, and we posting all over the page. We're going to be posting a guide to uh, uh, the Cow WrestleMania weekend guide. Going to have a lookbook in it. Absolutely, <laughs> but. Uh, here are the details. 12.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. at MetLife Stadium. Uh, lot G13, okay, on the parking medium. All the stuff might be subject to change. Tulo's definitely a Maybe. Lot G kind of guy. <laughs> um, I don't know what that means, but uh, <laughs> Lot G13, uh, rain or shine. We're going to have tents there, okay? And uh, it's going to be BYOB. We're going to have music. We're going to have televisions showing the kick, uh, uh, the pre-kickoff stuff, uh, 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 the events. There's going to be a bunch of other stuff. We're going to post that on the Facebook page. Check out the Comedians of Wrestling Facebook page. Talk about wrestling at 4 in the morning. morning. And learn about the Calmania official tailgate information. So we're hanging out at Calmania. Uh, I'm I'm going to bring the title when I win this title, because it's guaranteed, man. Right. When I win this title from Adam Letterman, Saturday, April 6th, we'll be celebrating at the tailgate. And look, you know what I'll commit to? If if I do, if for some reason this guy cheats so much, something that I'm not ready for, because he can't beat me. Guy can't beat me clean. Right. I'll still be there. Okay? I'll still show up. My head held high. Um, definitely won't disappoint you. Maybe I won't go into the WrestleMania because I might just have to go home and, and sulk or whatever, but I, I I will be at the tailgate, okay? But hopefully I'm bringing the title home and we can celebrate the returning of the title. That'd be great. But anyway, uh, more details on that. We have the tailgate. Now, more details on Calmania. Sorry, this we're so close. The official, we have an official Calmania t-shirt. Will be I will reveal the design this Monday. Um, let me get the calendar out. The twenty March twenty fifth. The official Calmania T-shirt. This will be an exclusive T-shirt sold only at Calmania. Okay. And here's the big announcement. It was designed by our very own Jabroniak. I mean, this was an honor. Lauren Moran. Wow. Right. This is like exclusive. I mean, she's. This is going to be a collector's item. I guarantee it. Um, absolutely. The shirt is fire. I will release it on the page on the Instagram accounts. Make sure you're following all that. Uh, the exclusive cow shirt. You're gonna. You're gonna love it. You're gonna want it. You're gonna need it. All right. Cool. Now, one last thing. <laughs> Patrons, people cannot be at Calmania. Are asking me, how can I see the events? How can I hear the events of Calmania? And uh, we'll get more details soon. But let me tell you, you'll be able to see and hear the events of Calmania 
Patreon.com slash Comedians of Wrestling. More details next week because I've hit you with too many details already. But for anyone who's on the Patreon and sometimes you're thinking, hey, the stand-up special, that was, you know, that came out a little bit while back. The 9 to 5 app, that came a little bit. You guys are funneling things that we're doing that are in the works. There's a reason that level's called the producer level because you're producing stuff passively. You are passively producing cow content. Uh, and so you're really helping us make these ambitious things happen. So uh, we're going to be having a match and, you know, we got to pay to get it sanctioned. Yeah. Uh, you, it has to be, you know, with the New York Athletic Commission. And so there's all kinds of things that go into it. But plus you get bonus episodes in the meantime and other rewards. Patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Make sure to pick up your Pro, you're t- I see people buying cow shirts, and some of you guys I know you're preparing for cow mania. I love it. <laughs> Nothing better than when I see someone I know coming to cow mania buying a shirt, like thinking ahead, like I can't not wear a cow shirt, and that's great. <laughs> Especially when people buying the title shirt. Yeah, I love it. Or adult wrestling fan shirt. You can get all that prowrestlingtees.com slash comedians of wrestling, baby. Woo. Hey, guys, man, feeling good. <sighs> Well, cut my hold on. Let me see a protein shake. Pump I'm pump drinking pump. shakes here. It's ridiculous, right? Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, it's frothy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I gotta get jacked up. What do you think Letterman is eating right now? Fucking at the Hoagie Shop. He's uh, <clears throat> yeah, Letterman. I don't even want to say his name. Yeah, ridiculous. I, I'm like, uh, I'm so fired up to get my hands on this fucking loser. Finally. Unbelievable. But just so you guys know, good news about Calmania is that. Uh, my uh, lawyer, Ted Kozak, has been dealing with Adam Letterman, who's representing himself, um, and uh, I will be signing a contract here on the podcast uh, next week. I'll be signing for the match to make sure it happens so he doesn't pull any fast ones. They're going through all the details uh, 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 of it. I don't pretend to know what that means. But uh, I'll be signing that here. Uh, Adam Letterman is flying out his personal assistant here to studio, and I'll be signing the contract uh, here on the podcast. So these things, everything's happening, man. Calmania is, is in full effect. When is his? When is his uh, imp coming out here? Next, uh, <laughs> uh, next week during the podcast. All right. Yeah. Anyway, so um, hey, you think we should move on? Yeah. All right. All right, let's get into Raw and SmackDown this week and all the happenings. I think first thing we should do is talk about Kofi. That's Actually, I'm, you know what? I'm going to try to call Shebs. Okay. He's uh, my best friend, Jason Shabiro, also the producer of Calmania. Uh, my best friend is five years old. Is uh, the producer of the show, which is it's awesome. Uh, the most, the one of the most telltale ways that you can tell that you guys grew up yeah. in New York yeah. is that you always say, my best friend, my my best friend since I was five years old. Absolutely. With this level of masculinity, we're, say, we're 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 happy to admit. No, no, no. That we're best friends. No, no, it's fine. I'm just saying it's it's the it's the phrasing, it's the the syntax of this guy. My friend since I was five is very New York. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can trust this guy. That's what yeah, it. He's my friend since I was five. Um. So hey, we're gonna call Shebs. Let's get into it. Yeah. Shabs. What's up? What up, bro? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm great, man. I'm great. I, I really know. I'm watching these vids. You're fucking looking swole. You're looking yoked. Yeah. I, dude, honestly, you have not worked out this much 
since college. You look great. <laughs> that is true, I, well, man. I don't know if you look great, but I could tell you're getting stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's not really about the aesthetic. It's more about just, you know, uh, really just being prepared and ready, which I'm feeling good, man. And I got my match, yeah. so I'm feeling good. Hey, man, you could thank <laughs> me for that, bro. Well, yeah. not thank me, but I'm the one. Look, look, people want to fucking talk about my allegiance or whatever. I am building you, Calmania. I'm producing the event. I'm booking the venue. I'm I'm doing everything I can to set the stage for you to get this title back. No one works harder for this title getting in your hands than me. Dude, I, I know it. It's That's ridiculous. Some people were saying on the Facebook page that, you know, Shev's he cahoots with Letterman, Letterman. It's ridiculous. My best friend <laughs> forever. So, that, whatever. We don't, I don't even know why we're even addressing that bullshit on this podcast. I called you actually just to talk about Kofi. Yeah, we. I, I told you I, I got a lot to you say. You texted me a lot last night, a lot about this Kofi stuff. And so I, mean, I figured. The, I would say, would you call it the biggest story of the of the week is Kofi Mania? It, we're leading with it. We went right into it. Kofi Mania. Nice. So I'm kicking me, off the show? Let me, you're, uh, yeah, you're kicking off the show. Oh, we had to Hell get some yeah. Calmania talk in there and uh, and uh, get the classic intro done, but you're kicking off the show. But let me say, let me say this with, Cal, with Kofi Mania. I, what I saw on SmackDown, I uh, was very into it. I really, I really love the storytelling going on with the Kofi Mania angle. I really dig uh, the Gauntlet match. I think the Gauntlet match might be their, uh, their it might be their foolproof booking. Like it always works. Uh, for sure, for sure. I, I want to. Yeah, sorry, no, I'm saying I'm into it. I, I'm into it, and I'm into the match of Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, especially when I think of it as the way I really see it is I see it as New Day versus Daniel Bryan. You know, like I, I, I see it as because they um, New Day put out a video after the events of yesterday, which I thought was like pretty brilliant of backstage. And Kofi doesn't even say anything. He just has his head down like – um Really, just like uh, it, it, it's after what happened, he's really bummed out. So if people don't know. Well, he also doesn't say anything because he's probably the least entertaining or charismatic member of the New Day. Um, that that is true, but that's also because those guys are extremely charismatic. That's a, They're great. They're a great. I would say that's more of a testament to Big E and Xavier Woods being two of the most uh, charismatic sure. guys on the roster. And I don't say it to knock Kofi because he is the veteran. Right. And if one of you get a shot, it should be him. And he's a phenomenal wrestler. And he's given us amazing Royal uh, Royal Rumble moments over the years and other great matches. So, like, I'm not knocking him, but I'm knocking him, like, a little bit. Like, okay. But I'm saying know. this. I'm saying this is that um, it, it, is that they were like, hey, we should quit. They were like, we should quit. Like we, it's like the, you really? gotta see the, the, yeah, 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 Kofi and uh, uh, Xavier and Biggie were like, we should quit. Is a glass ceiling. They actually said the term glass ceiling, uh, and and uh, they were like, there's no actual way to do it. The system is rigged. Like we proved that uh, that that oh, I forgot the exact terminology. Great terminology, but uh, uh, it, they said it perfectly. Where it was like, it's not. There's the it's rigged. Right? Oh, the house. This is the casino. It's like this is the house telling you that like you can't you you can't beat the house. The house always wins. Right, you right. got to stop playing. So we got to stop playing. And then Kofi was like, "If we quit, like what does that do? Then they then they get what they want. We got to keep going forward." So that's kind of the Kofi angle, which is like he's like the veteran who like they're a little impulsive, and he's kind of wise, even though he doesn't have the charisma they have, which I thought was really nice. And it's like a three minute video. So it's it's a WWE.com exclusive, which a lot of yeah. the best work is happening in those videos because that's they, true. Yeah, it feels like they're so worried about the TV show flowing and moving that they're unwilling to show us like nice uh, long form 
uh, uh, real moments that are backstage, which I get because you have a full arena of people. Right, right. Well, there's no question that some of the most interesting and successful work is being done on like this other platform of like your social media presence or you you know the the videos you're putting on WWE.com. Right. Like that stuff matters now. Maybe it doesn't matter for the show. Maybe it's very similar to the, to the cow universe where it's like, look, the Facebook group is happening. It's live. There's videos. There's content. It's a good place to hang. You'll get more out of it. But the podcast is still the main thing. I think Raw, SmackDown, those are the main shows. You could watch them every week, but you could get even more out of this thing if you're watching like those New Day videos after the show or like following Becky and Ronda on Twitter. Like That's, right. where, the, that's where the dope shit is. Right. Actually, I should say this. The biggest story for me this week, this is a complete non sequitur. Is and I bet you didn't even watch the thing I sent you yet. The David Starr ROH promo that got taken down. It got taken down. He he took it down because he was getting too much pressure from ROH because it's like you know talking shit about the ownership. It's I didn't that, see it. But it's true. We don't need to get into it. We don't need to get into it. But David Starr, fucking greatest star. wrestler on the planet. He is a star. He's fighting for the ROH title in Israel. Could be more behind this guy. It's maybe the best promo I've seen all year. Wow. But I I digress. I digress. We're here to talk Kofi Mania. Absolutely. So yeah, uh, that I mean, that's my thought. I like the storytelling. I like that Vince is like. I like the B plus player stuff. I like the math of the storyline, especially uh, when we compare it to which we will get to the women's storyline, which is not as clear, right? So sure. this one, I think that it. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's a low bar, but I'm like, it makes sense. And also, what makes it really great is that it organically came through. The fans, it felt like it was, it, which all the best things in wrestling is just uh, a moment happened and they capitalized on it, similar the to Kobe the Daniel Bryan run. And it's so ironic that it's Daniel Bryan as the other guy who's calling well, him a B+. Yeah. That's a very cool layer to it. It is a little unclear to me why Vince McMahon is now just like so pro-Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, when it's like... Would he be pro Daniel Bryan this much? I, I don't know. Um, I don't, especially because he's anti-consumerism. Well, he's not. <laughs> right? Right, especially, it doesn't read to me. Republican. It doesn't yeah. read to me that he's pro Daniel Bryan. It's just that he's like anti Kofi Kingston. Yeah, I think he's. I think in kayfabe, it's like I can't do anything about Daniel Bryan because he's the champ. Nothing I can do about that. He's right. got the title. He's not at all mad that Daniel Bryan threw his title <laughs> in the trash. <laughs> Look, that, that's what doesn't make sense to me. It's like nothing I could do about it. I could book this guy who has a match. A, a gauntlet match first, and then another match with the champ. If you could book all that stuff, he can't like Daniel Bryan in the same scenario. Like it, it, that's a little bit of a of a jump for me. I'll allow it because it's just heels and faces. But, but you're bringing up thing. a great thing, which is like there's something I do, that annoys me in wrestling, which is like they're always missing. We said it. We say it's on the podcast all the time. We're like, I'm always missing. Uh, it's wrestling is always missing a couple of sentences, right? Like sure. uh, of justification. Like I could use one three three line scene of Vince passing Daniel Bryan in the hallway and just saying like, "Hey, I love this. I love this eco-friendly thing." Like he thinks it's a gimmick. Like he oh, sees money, yeah, yeah. dude. You know what he should do? And he just he goes, be, like, he, should be, "He should be backstage where he goes like, hey, Daniel, like." You know how much fucking plastic bullshit you're selling with this shit, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I own you, motherfucker. You know, yeah, like yeah. something like that. And you can be like, you keep doing what you're doing because it's making me money. Yeah, you should release. I'm rich. Yeah, announce that they're gonna make like uh, they're gonna give him like the same merch deal as like the new days. Like there's gonna be Daniel Bryan dolls. There's gonna be Daniel Bryan frisbees. It's great for like, everyone because it also course. shows that Daniel Bryan's like a fraud. Is that right. he doesn't re he doesn't cause any stink about it because he just in the 
really in the back of his mind, he just wants to be the champ. Yeah. And so he's like, sure. I don't want to fuck for with sure. the boss, the guy who's pulling away opportunities from people, you know, and made my life so much harder. And now I'm a little older and I want the easy path in life. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Is yes. re- wrestling's always three sentences away from making sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they do it. But, but so All right, Jeb, you the go. match itself a little bit. The match itself. Right? I wanted to talk about the Gauntlet match because you were saying this is their go-to booking you loved it. That's how you make a champ or make like a, a, a splash. And I agree. This match was great. I think the spots were great. I mean, the performers were great, right? right. I mean, so I, I, I remember this is the first like full length Cesaro match I really paid attention to. Yeah. You want to call it full length? Cesaro is so good. Yeah. You know, oh, amazing. Samoa Joe was so good. Yeah. It's just, and, and I, I'm a Randy Orton mark. I think it's incredible. It's, it's a little weird. Here, here's my, not beef, not beef. But the thing is this. I know exactly what you're going to say. You're, Look, I Kofi, know I know you so well. It's amazing. Yeah, keep going. Tell, I'm going to say, so I'm just saying, Kofi, you know, it was a, it was a good match, okay? Um, but the thing is this. We know when this match got booked. We know Kofi's winning the gauntlet match, right? We know that. And the thing that bugs me a little is that when Rollins had his gauntlet match, it was the real thing. We didn't know what was going on. He didn't win some crazy, fantastical bullshit thing. He just wrestled for a hundred minutes, and he pinned Roman, and he pinned Cena, and it was incredible. Yeah, and, and then, then he, he lost. Got, then he got eliminated by Elias, and then fucking Miz and Strowman were. It was a totally different thing. The, the the Kofi thing is just classic WWE. Like, let's take this real thing, this organic, awesome thing that people love, fucking like make it again out of plastic. Right, you know, right. Just, like trying, and 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 it worked on you because you're like, hey, that was great. That. This is their new go-to. No, I actually, I'll I'll be totally honest. I didn't like when he pinned Randy. I was kind of like, he should lose. Like, I like that he gets all the way to Randy and then Randy pins him. And then he, then we, Kofi gets into the match like another way. I didn't know what that way would be, but I was like, he can't beat Randy Orton right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like a fresh Randy Orton at the fifth guy. A 13 time champion. A fucking specimen like Randy Orton, a guy who's a sadistic killer who's going to get the job done. It doesn't make sense. Well, because to me, and I think you, Randy Orton is like when you see Randy Orton, like when he goes last, I'm in my the whole time Kofi's like recovering. I'm just like waiting for it to go like I hear voices, and then you see Randy and you're like, oh no, it's that match should have ended with a fucking RKO from out of nowhere. Done. Right. That's how it should have ended. Because here's the deal. It's wrestling. Okay? So we know Kofi Kingston is gonna fight Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Right. Somehow, some way. We got enough <laughs> They're gonna jam some other bullshit stipulation. Like it'll happen. So I don't need him to lose to Daniel Bryan after winning a fantastic gauntlet match. Just have him lose this impossible gauntlet match. Because here's what bugs me. That gauntlet match is impossible. No human being, not Strowman, not Cena, not Roman Reigns, not Brock Lesnar should be able to run through the tag, you know, the bars tag team champions, then fucking Samoa Joe and you know, like it, it, and and then and then and then fucking beat a fresh Randy Orton like no one could survive. No, nah, it's, so it's it's not it's I would like that I would never have approved that booking. Like if I was a w, if I was a WB writer, I'd be sitting there just being like, guys, I'm against it. I just want to say I'm against it. You know what I mean? It's too yeah, it's too it's too much of being like, look, that that Rollins thing was magical and everyone loved it. Because so what, what if he put on an amazing performance where he he lost, but Vince came out and just goes like. You know what? I'm giving you the match. That was amazing. Why, why in, my, in my in my in my like 50 years of doing this, I've never seen so much heart in my life. Because why does Vince need to even be bad? Yeah, who cares? He kind of has no. Lo- is that 
we're going to be more involved in the bookings now. They didn't say, like, we're going to fuck you over. Yeah, let's say Vince be moved. What if Vince was moved by Kofi's performance in there, where Kofi just keeps getting up and he's crying and maybe saying his kid's name or something, and, like, then (laughs) Vince is just like, I got to tell you, I thought I was wrong about you. You are the main event. You know what I mean? Like, you are a champion. You have the heart of a champion. And I'm sorry about the last 11 years. And then he fucks him over at Mania. Like, whatever. Who cares? Look, look, Kofi Kingston's going to get in that match at Mania one way or another. Why does it have to be this way where he beats five incredibly tough guys who would be hard to beat one-on-one and then gets fucking beat by Daniel? Like, why does that all have to happen? And the outcome is the same, right? The outcome right, is the, the outcome same. Is the the outcome is the same is that all he did was win and then beat Daniel Bryan. So all it does, all it did was make the gauntlet match less and less. Uh, it all it did was water down the gauntlet match as a concept. Exactly. Right. You're right. Exactly. You're right. Because if you think about Elimination is- Chamber, remember when Braun Strowman last year, Braun Strowman was in there and they, he was kicking so much fucking ass. And they all had to team up on him at one point. They were all on top of him. He like broke out of all of them, but he still got pinned eventually. Right. Exactly. Or Rollins at his gauntlet, where it's like, yeah, what he's done is super fucking human. Yeah. He just pinned right. Roman clean, then pinned Cena clean. That's enough. It would be unbelievable for him to now beat three other guys. Same thing, like Kofi Kingston, he's going to fucking get fucking Rowan finisher through a table and chair shotted and all this shit and then get fucking choked out. It's too much. Like, it's too much. We don't need that to believe in Kofi. We, we're ready to believe. We love him. We're in. He's the best. Like, he can do this thing. Let right. him have a shot. He's so great. He can prove to us how great he is without doing this fucking over-the-top fantastical cartoon bullshit. And I don't need that shit. I mean, look. Say what you about Kofi, right? I, I like Kofi. I'm, I'm not 100% sold that I need him ever holding the WWE title. Um, but... I think it's great to have him fight Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. And right. I think it's great what they're doing with this character's arc because he is this really great wrestler and this veteran who's been doing great work, right. who's been hiding in plain sight under our eyes for all this time. Like, why not give him a little bit of a shot, right? But they don't need to do it like this for us to like him. It's too much. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, I was really into the match because I do think... The match was can, great. Look, yeah. the match was great. Yeah, it's, great. A, it's like a bit of business. So, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I agree. The match was great. I was into the match, but I didn't love the booking. But I was like, once he won, I was like, all right, fine. They just went the the regular way. The straight up okay route. Okay with it. Up route, but yeah. once they pulled it away from him, I was like, oh, I I felt a little bit. I was like, eh, that's a little. It's not, you know, it's always like WB's booking is always like a little bit off. It's like a little right. bit of like you're like, oh, guys, like. Well, you know, they got a whole writer's room. It's hard to think when you're sitting there that no one is like, hey, what are the rules of the gauntlet? Well, the gauntlet shouldn't be, be uh, you know, and they're willing to bend it a little too loosely. Right. Well, at the end of the day, they don't, my hope, you know what I think. They don't know what they're doing, right? <laughs> That's so what they you make think? all these weird you're like, you know what I think. These- it's a deep opinion. It's They don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they never know what they're doing. They're throwing a bunch of spaghetti against the wall, and they couldn't tell you what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And they had to put Kofi in that match, they go, uh, you know, because Mustafa got injured. And then they're just like, oh, whatever. And then people are like, like oh, okay, let's do this. They're just like pecking along, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. And sometimes things work and they follow them. And sometimes they take a chance doing this and it works or it doesn't. And then every once in a while, Every so often, throughout all these mistakes and weird fucking turns they take and obvious bad moves they make, every once in a while, it becomes clear, if we just do this one thing, that'll make all this stuff look awesome in hindsight. Like, if we just have Rollins cash in at 31, that'll be, this whole bullshit thing will be amazing. 
and they just find that one little thread to connect, and then it's super cool. But don't for a fucking second think that they knew the whole time that's the fucking plan. It's just haphazard. It just happened to work out, and sometimes it never does. Right. right. So this this Kofi thing is just that, and quite frankly, it's all happened pretty quickly for me. Like it's sort of like, wait, we care about this guy now? Uh-uh, okay, I guess we do. Yeah, I think that the other thing with the Kofi thing, I want to say, yeah, I agree with all those points. The the other part of it is I I do think that like I'm okay with Vince coming out and just changing stuff. Like sure. I'm uh, I think that's one thing people are complaining about where they're like but I I don't mind it cuz like he is Vince. So if Vince is like this is my company. It's private. Well, it's a public company technically, but he it has, you know, he has full power and he wants to come out and he's just like, I really don't want, I, I like the things I like, he can change it. You know, like I, yes. I just want people to understand the difference between why I like crave consistency in rules where it's like, all right, well, the, we said the call and match is like this hard. So that should be an established rule of this world. Right, like, yeah. Uh, uh, if you have like a Harry Potter spell that does this, it shouldn't like do a different thing next time or whatever, right? right. Or like, right. its it strength shouldn't vary, right? You know, right. like it's what I love about Star Wars, where like uh, it's almost like the first time I saw a force jump, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you could do that, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like in the new movies, yeah. I was like, we never saw they didn't jump like that in the old movie. Like I never saw that. But then you realize, right. oh wait, that's because uh, there's actually a justification for that, which is that the Jedi's aren't what they once were in the older movies. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, oh, that'll yeah. work. Like, but that kind of logic should apply to wrestling, where it's like, kind of here's what we could do, and here's what it is. But so it sh- that stuff should be like consistent. You know, like yes. Becky's knee shouldn't be healed this week. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. was just healed, right? They're like, oh, well, we're just going to drop yeah. the knee injury. Not even, fine. She can even move normal. She wasn't even wearing a brace. Yeah. Yeah. Look, wrestling, I think, look, what you're talking about here is is defining the rules and parameters of a world and investing in a reality and then keeping that consistent yeah. so that you stay invested. And wrestling, more than anything else in the world, is like blatantly inconsistent with no regard for whether or not you're going to be invested. They're just like, these fucking shits will be invested no matter what we do. Right. Like they just disregard their reality habitually. What well, um, I'm saying is that like Vince, I'm fine. I just want to say that's, that's like consistency of like the world, but I'm completely fine with Vince being like, Oh, there that stipulation. Oh, that stipulation didn't matter. Cause I'm the boss. Right. You know what I mean? Like, cause like uh, his authority is believable that he will do that. And, 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 and if people had a problem with that, I think you're actually getting worked in a proper way. Yes. That's you, proper. You know work. what I'm saying? That's, yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, think, I mean, part of, part of the reality that is consistent is that Vince McMahon can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants. So that does not violate what we're talking about. That's like very much in step with the reality of wrestling. I think what's happening um, is I think that we're talking about, we're talking about WWE, the show, as if it were a TV show uh, that was about a company that puts on a wrestling show, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So they, if that was the case, then yeah, there'd be actual storytelling happening right. and structure, but it's this whole other thing where it's almost a TV show second, and it's a, I mean, that's what made them win out over WCW in the end, right? Was like, this is a wrestling thing that is on TV, whereas WCW was like a TV show. Uh, with wrestling right. on it. So we're talking about WWE like it's Lucha Underground, but in reality, it's just like 
a fake sports league. It's right. Yeah, it's, um, it's watching baseball, but it's not. But 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 it's fixed. It's, it's <laughs> like, fake baseball. Yeah, and we think it's Lucha Underground, but it's fake baseball. But the thing is, when wrestling is at its best, is because it's both of those things. It's the right. sports league, and it's the story behind the sports league, and it's the real shit going on with the guys, like the dirt sheet angles, right? And it's all that stuff, and then it's what the fans want and crave, and they think, and it's the most interactive, perfect harmony between. You know, uh, the entertainers and the entertained, and that's what makes it so good. That synthesis is so incredible. That's what we crave. That's those transcendent moments. And they pull them out every once in a while, but when they don't, which is 90% of the time, <laughs> stuff is just stupid. Like wrestling is bad. I say it all the time wrestling is bad, but when it's good, it's the best. And that's why I'm watching. I'm watching for like the rare occasion it's good. Um, like if Kofi wins this title, that's too easy. I don't like it. I don't need it. I never need him as champ. Um, it's just too, it doesn't, it doesn't have the synthesis of everything. It's a fake thing. It's not incorporating every layer that I need. It's just sort of sure it's pretending it does. It's like, oh, the people want this and he deserves this. And behind the stage, he's done all that. They're like fabricating that synthesis. So it doesn't work for me. But, but at the end of the day, I've always said this. I don't like that. We live in an era where everyone gets to be the WWE champ. There should be some hall of fame greats that we are shocked never hold this title and that does no longer exist in today's reality anyone who is at a certain level of like uh status in the company has held the belt there's no one that was like why doesn't this guy have the title who's never had the title and i don't like that right like kofi is one of those guys he probably should have had the title at some point he never did i don't want him to you know mr perfect never had the title jake the snake roberts never had the title scott fucking hall never had the title and that's okay sometimes the true greats don't get to have the strap. That's what makes it important. And these days, they're just giving it to everybody. And it's one of the most important points I have. Like, Dan, how many times do I talk about this? Yeah, all the time. You, you, you this all, is it, like my main point. Yeah. I want to go, like, this is like, if I could, leave, I want to just want to tell the Cal Universe because I feel so strong. Like, I have this whole theory mapped out about why this is like, oh! Oh, 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 oh. What? I think Adam. Did you say Adam? Uh, uh, Think that I think I think he said you heard him say Adam. Yeah, yeah. I think Adam Letterman just assaulted Sheps. Yeah, let's just let's check in on him. Uh, I'm gonna call. Let me call him back. Call him back. It's weird. Hey, this is Jason Shabiro oh, reminding boy, you God. to leave a message. Not, and always remember, don't text and drive. It can wait. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may Send hang up or press 1 for more options. Uh, yeah, sure. Hey, Shebs. Uh, we just talked to you on the podcast and uh, we lost you. So just call back. Uh, you were on fire. So... Uh, all right, calls back. We're recording. All right, um, Zig, just take my phone. Call, call him back. Yeah, I'll right. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, let me know when you get him on the line. All right, well, it's weird. It's, it's, it's an Adam, right? Yeah, I hope I hope he's all right. Oh, uh, all right. Let's not jump the gun on that. But uh, all right, um, all right. Well, yeah. um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think we kind of covered Kofi Mania. I think that... Uh, hold on one sec. Yeah. All right. Just make sure to call him. Um, I think I disagree with, with Shebs about... Yeah. I, uh, I think it's like a different... If you're looking at it through the lens of like, oh, this is a carbon copy of the Daniel Bryan thing, or like this is what how they build this type of story, right? Then yeah, it's gonna be like, oh, this seems trite. But w- w- you look at it, you have to look at it case by case, where it's like, okay, well, what is the story being told? Mustafa Ali gets injured, Kofi goes in, he puts on a great performance that makes people see, yeah, uh, see, oh wait, this guy, yeah, like Sheb said, has been hiding in plain sight the whole time. We love Kofi, right? Kofi's amazing, and so that's where this begins for Kofi. If you try to analyze it from like, oh, well, you know, the build of Daniel Bryan came, I guess. Right. And then, you know, and, and, oh, they always do this this way. It's like, well, no, I'm excited that like, we, that the the fans were like, no, Kofi, we like Kofi and we've always liked him and now we're going to get behind him. And then they tell the story from that point. I'm excited by it like that. It's a similar story to Daniel Bryan. There's no question. It's, you know, it's the same archetype or whatever, but at the same time, you can never... You can never compete or you can never be mad about organic storytelling, right? Right. It's the beauty of what's what makes professional wrestling good. Shebs always says wrestling's bad. That's why I completely disagree with him. I think wrestling is great. Right. You know what I mean? I think wrestling, getting wrestling hard, it's such a, uh, it's such a uh, uh, um, fine art that it's hard to get right. Right. So, f- uh, and because wrestling has been is so great it's actually been perfected in so many ways you've seen where it can go mm-hmm. that it when it's less you're disappointed because you have high expectations for such a great piece of art yeah. so that's where i'm at but also i think all art is pretty bad most of the time yeah if you want to call it art right like you yeah. can say that for anything most movies are bad right right, right. <laughs> most paintings are bad right most albums are bad right right so, well then you start getting into like the conversation of like just because i put uh, brush to canvas. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that it's art? Right. Yeah, like, and also wrestling is also is something that is I think worked out in front of you in in a really cool way. It's part of what makes UCB where we perform here really cool. Is that sometimes you go to a show and it just didn't. It was fucking not. It didn't. It wasn't good. Right. Sometimes it's really good. Usually uh, WB does that on TV. They're kind of like making TV on the fly. Yeah. And this or and the, and then part of what went why uh, you know bad wrestling has to exist for good wrestling to exist. This is kind of a prime example of it because uh uh this. They kind of took a gamble on Kofi because Kofi was not hot at all. Like the New Day were hot, but Kofi's not hot. They're like, let's put him in the match. I don't think they had any expectations. And we all had that moment. We've had it for Jinder Mahal. We've had it for Daniel Bryan. We've had it for Mustafa Ali, arguably, where you're like, you know what? Where you're like, I'm kind of into it. Like, let's see what this guy can do. Yeah. Do you think that that was going to be what? But I don't think Kofi should win the title at Mania. I'm mixed. I think Daniel Bryan is, is doing too well. Yeah. And I think actually this should be used as a way to elevate Kofi's status. So we kind of see him as a, in that heavyweight picture. But I think Becky should win the title and I think Kofi should lose. But I think Kofi should put on like a killer match right. where Daniel Bryan maybe even like shakes his hand at the end. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like something where it's like that. I, I just think Daniel Bryan's title run should not be over. No, that's where I get... Like every every instinct I have is like Kofi, 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 but then I come up against that same wall where it's like, oh God, but I've never with been interested right in Daniel Bryan before. Right. Well, um, I'm saying with the right writing, yeah. I think you could push Kofi till SummerSlam. Right. I, you know what I mean? I think right. you can wait. I think you can. I think we can. Uh, I think Vince could. He could ask for 
Like the people could demand a rematch if Vince can put him on the back burner. Like I, I don't know, yeah. but I think the Becky story's over. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like she needs to win the title. Yeah. But um, Shebs, which um, have we got Shebs? Do we uh, I'm still uh, never heard anything back yet. No. You didn't pick up. No, uh, I'm gonna look up and see if I can like maybe message him on like Facebook Messenger or something. Yeah, well, because Shebs, uh, he thinks Charlotte's winning the title at Mania, yeah. which is like, hey, you can never bet against Charlotte Flair. Right. It's not a bad pick, you know. And I do think Ronda is gonna leave. Also, yeah, I actually think she is gonna leave. I, I, I uh, uh, but uh, yeah, do you, I mean, I'd be cool anyway. If Kofi Kingston wins the title, that's awesome. Now, so. I think it would be a situation where he wins it and then drops it almost immediately. Uh, what flavor is that? Lime. Duh. Um, I think if he does win, it's not going to be long. It's going to be, you know, in a month, he'll drop it back to Daniel Bryan or something. Yeah, so I think that... Uh, right, and and I think that's... We don't want that. No. So I think there's a kind of a danger. But hey, I don't really care. I mean, also when you think about it, that title... I think The Rock is the only black man to have won the actual WWE title. Half black. Right, well, or, or The Rock is half black, yes. right? Yes. But uh, he's Zig, the only he's the only person. Would you consider The Rock a black man? Somebody wrote on the Facebook question. page that that like The Rock is uh, actually I think it was it's Corey Jaquise. Brown. I thought it was Jaquise. I don't remember who wrote it because, mm. uh, uh, but whatever. And, and they said the uh, was it Jaquise? I think it was Corey. But uh, 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 saying that The Rock is. It said, it said, the only champion was The Rock to win, and then it said like that he's questionably like he's well, he identifies black. as more. I think he, I think what Jaquise made a point uh, that The Rock primarily identifies as Samoan, uh, like, and so right. it's not exactly the same thing. Oh, that's tough. Uh, I think. I mean, yeah, I can't speak to what like whatever The Rock identifies as. Like he made it identifies as. Uh, Pacific Islander or specifically uh, Samoan, but uh, he like I think if he had the ability to if he wasn't the Rock and he wasn't on like his workout plan and he grew his hair out, I think if he got stopped by the cops, they'd say, "Oh, there's a black guy." So I think I think, <laughs> I think you, know, you know what I'm saying. That's a good litmus test. You know it goes by the cops test. Yeah. yeah, I think if he's an average schlub, he's black. But I think he has the the power and privilege to say that he identifies mainly as. Samoan and like I don't want to erase that, but I think uh, I'd say he's black. Yeah, like I think of him as a black, uh, as a black. Well, actor. even if he is yeah. black, if you think about all the black wrestlers, I know his dad he, was black as hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, um, uh, like whatever. Even if there's one champion who's half black, whatever, right. whatever, who we want to talk, whatever we want to call it, uh, you know. But then someone's gonna spring up. Well, there's other champions who have the other belt. But listen. The other until until there there's always been one one belt has always felt less important than the other and right. now is the only time I don't know when you could say it from the, maybe the brand split from from they unified them at WrestleMania 30 they reunified the titles and then when they split them what like two or three years ago that's when you had truly like belts that feel titles that feel completely equal in the kayfabe now one has the lineage of being the WWE. it's literally called the WWE championship right the on the smackdown belt the black belt and then the red one's the universal title which is a new one it has only four champions or so right so that one yeah right 
This is a weird thing. But, but I'm playing. Do you consider them yeah. in kayfabe equal? That's the question I want to say. So those two titles. Like in Vince's mind, he wants those two to be equal, right? Like there's no way in his head he's like, the SmackDown belt's more important than the Raw belt. Yeah. I mean, my I'm, my simple brain goes, universe is bigger. <laughs> universe is more important. Yeah. I think that's what he, I think that's, that is the, the, the Vince's logic is that like this belt's new, but it's the universe. Right. Right. Yeah. And the other one is, yeah, it has the lineage, but it's just a heavyweight championship. Right. I don't even think they say heavyweight anymore yeah. for it. I think they just call it the, the WWE. WWE championship, yeah. right? Uh, it's hard to keep track of all that. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, they named... So what I was going to say was, is that they point is we need more black champions. That's all I'm saying. We need... Yes. Yeah. We, it needs to be... We need to be in a situation where it's not something where we can be like, does The Rock qualify as the caveat here for like... For the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it should be no question. It's like, oh, there's, yeah, of course there's been black champions. And also, my thing is that I see it as giving it to the New Day. Mm -hmm. And the, like, the, uh, 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 yeah. it, which, and this part of the beauty of wrestling. And it's like the beauty of why Vince can just like change the rules because it's wrestling. I want, uh, why there's a money in the bank. Like, I like that it's fun like that, where I don't see it as sports where it's about the action. The, the New Day have done heavyweight championship caliber work. Right. Where if you put the belt, Kofi's going to come to the ring dressed in New Day gear. It's kind of a cool thing mm -hmm. that like it goes to them and they come out with it and they have the heavyweight championship title. Yeah. Not that they should defend it Freebird style. Right. Absolutely not. But uh, although I don't know what the distinction is, right. Freebird's rule is... I, I love it because I just love wrestling and like whatever, but it doesn't make any sense. You can just swap out a member randomly. Like, it's insane. Um, maybe they had more of a reason for it. Um, yeah. So, somehow that works. Some of the Freebird rule works. There's like the beauty of it. Anyway, so I think we talked enough about Kofi today, but we do have a cash in and I want to get your voices heard here. So uh, I'm going to play this cash in and I'm going to send Shebs a text while we listen to this cash in. What's up, Cow Nation? It's your boy, Ken McGraw, coming at you. Just finished watching SmackDown and uh, I'm sad. Guys, I'm sad about Kofi. We're getting worked. I don't know. They're not giving him a chance. Vince is fucking everything up. No idea what's going on here. But I mentioned this in the group. Somebody else said I think they mentioned it earlier. Things get crazy. There's a lot of people commenting in there. But what I'm saying is I think all the SmackDown superstars should be in solidarity with Kofi. Uh, I think that'd be incredible and, like, such a real moment to see them say, like, hey, Vince, we're not going to wrestle. We're not going to do this. Because until you give him his well-deserved shot. Just because when and if he wins at Mania, all the superstars come down, they have a big in-ring like in celebration. Sorry, I can't talk. I'm all worked up here. But they have like a celebration in the ring. I think it'd be really nice uh, to show like the company stands with Kofi, even if Vince doesn't. I don't know. Let me know what you Hit think. me with the cheers up. Uh, cheers up! Yeah! I knew I could rely on Ken for cheers up. Cheers up, man. Um, Ken, thanks for this cash and this really actually helped me because I was texting with Shebs and actually I wrote this point exactly down. This is exactly how I book this, which is heel faces. Kofi enters the arena next week. He rolls up in his car. He gets out and some guys are like, Hey, I'm with you tonight. I'm with you tonight. I'm with you tonight. And they all, everyone's like, and then a match starts the show. Ding, ding, ding. This match is this. No one's coming out. No one's coming out. 
and they're all standing behind Kofi, and they're all like, regardless of our allegiance, regardless of anything, he won that opportunity, and if management can just take this away from us, that affects all of us. Yeah. Right? It's like, why you... Just because a, 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 a hate crime didn't affect your type of people, right? Like, right. you get behind it. <laughs> this is a harsh example. No, it makes sense. But, right, like, you're, you know, you're against all hate crimes because you could be hated on. Right. So it's like, it doesn't matter that you're a good guy or a bad guy, you know? Um, and also, that works. Be- that really works because Vince has no involvement on the show. So everyone can be against Vince. He's just an island on himself. Yeah. So you can kind of have an Occupy Raw kind of thing with all wrestlers just not wrestling. Getting out there. And then maybe Vince could fire a couple people. He could start firing a couple wrestlers. Hopefully some of them, maybe for real, we could fire <laughs> a couple guys that would shed in the back there. And then I think you got yourselves uh, a really a really cool thing. Come together in solidarity for your fellow laborer comrades of WWE. Absolutely. And I... Strabba uh, gabba we got... Your bo- no gods, no managers. <laughs> Would you say that? Yeah, uh, Vince. <laughs> yeah, Vince. We're coming for you, buddy. Shock the system. Yeah. Would you say that's what we should do? We should shock the system and install a socialist one. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. you heard it here second, everybody. So look, here's the deal. Let's uh, um, uh, let's actually, you know, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna play two lows cash in. He's it's been doing a, a great job of organizing the tailgate. Well, I don't know if he's done a good job yet, <laughs> but I think he's going to do job. Good job. I got confidence in him. So here we go. Let's hear from Tulo. This is his post SmackDown reaction. Here's some sirens in the background. Ten seventeen p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. It's your boy Tiptoe Tulo. <laughs> is he in the courtroom right now? <laughs> I mean. You know, damn, man. <laughs> All right, you guys heard it. <laughs> you guys heard it. <laughs> Is he okay? What's wrong with him? I mean, <laughs> with all due respect, man, you can't call in and spend 15 seconds like... Like, yeah, oh, this is God, a radio. This is essentially a radio show, right? Yeah. You gotta, He's like, you gotta give us some oh, content. What's today? Saturday. <laughs> think of your point. <laughs> think of your point beforehand and say it. Yeah. What is the point? <laughs> Should I let it keep going? Yeah, let's see. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm like gutted. I'm like staring at the wall. Danny's <laughs> next to me. He's like farting in my face. I'm watching Temptation Island now. I don't even watch the show, and now I'm even more sick to my stomach. It's like, you kind of, like, knew we were going to get worked. I mean, like, I'm so vulnerable right now getting worked, especially on SmackDown. And, like, I knew Vince was going to come out and pull some shit. I knew he – I even said it. He was going to, like, say, you got one more wrestler. I thought it was going to be large. Actually, you know, this is a – I got to say. If this is a real reaction, this is extremely marky. Yeah. In a way that's kind of kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> Are you actually sad? Yeah, he's getting he got worked. Is he actually he's getting worked? <laughs> he's allowing he's well, he's he's being vulnerable yeah. and allowing himself to be worked it's by beautiful. the by the product. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I want to watch. I'd this argue stuff. it's the right way to watch wrestling. Because I gotta say, I'm now. Uh, I'm now. I'm. Uh, this is this is hot shot, but like I'm saying like. You know, I'm getting info on 
the opposite end of markiness. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at this point, you're getting like veil yeah. lifted. Yeah, 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 yeah. To the point where I'm, I'm having, a, I'm like, ah, it's cool that I'm hearing that or whatever, but like, I would like. <laughs> Yo, I would like to be upset. Yeah, <laughs> I wanna. This is listen. This we should all strive. We should all strive to watch SmackDown and then feel sad. Yeah. Which, by the way, I did not feel sad. Right. Like, right. just like how a movie messes with my emotions. I know that uh, Joaquin Phoenix is alive or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whoever it is, I know. I know that these people are fine. We know that Joaquin Phoenix is in fact still here. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's a shout out to two thousand eight. Um, <laughs> But anyway, um, I think that uh, we should be wanting to get worked like this. So yeah. anyway, you know, let's just pretend that let's get worked by this. It's to and see the world to see the world through the eyes of a child. Anyway, beautiful. Uh, okay, we got to move on for time. Um, let's keep trying, Chip. Still haven't heard anything back from them. Okay, so let's talk about the women. Okay, I want to specifically talk about just. Ladies, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. This is a different podcast. This is the damn black ladies podcast. No, all right, all right. this got weird. Okay, all right, all right. What, what just happened? Holy motherfucking shit! Okay, look. All right, I had to shush. Shock the system. Ronda Rousey. So listen, I thought I really liked this Ronda segment this me week. Too. I gotta say, I yeah. thought this Ronda segment really got me fired up. I gotta say it. I say it every fucking week. Enjoy Ronda Rousey while we have her. She's fucking really good. I'm sorry. She's a great professional wrestler. Now, could her acting use a little work? Fine. But she has moments that I'm sorry. A lot of wrestlers are not entertaining me in the way that she is. She had one moment where she goes to like kiss her husband in the front row, yeah. and then that ref touches her, and she, she slapped him so quick, and look, and then went right back to kissing her husband. She fucking like, tees off on the ref, like, and then she, swings back yeah. around for the finish the smooch. <laughs> she beats up that development talent. Like, yeah. she beats them up in like a way that like they're like pawns. Like they, they, I've never seen someone, including like Lesnar and stuff. I've never seen someone just dismantle the development talent so comfortably. Yeah, she's like Black Widow. Yeah, to the point where I think it might be like she literally is like, I think it might be because she is a woman. So I think she actually like, like Lesnar probably really has to worry about really hurting these guys. Uh, no, no. Like yes, but I think so like does she. A lot of times, a lot smaller than Lesnar. That's true, but I think <laughs> don't underestimate how hard Ronda Rousey could punch. So was that swampy? Would you say no? Okay. I just think I think that like it may be. Yeah, don't assume. What if that, I said that uh, Ronda is being prepared for a night she'll never forget? Is that swampy? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's literally a swamp creature <laughs> saying it. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, she it. There, I can't think of. She was. She is a an elite fighter. She could starch anybody. Yeah, she and she fucking Ronda Rousey. She her like arms and shoulders. They look. She she's like a she's like a fucking unicorn. Like yeah. she's so jacked, but also so beautiful. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she, I just think she's like such a she's a fucking star. Look, I don't want to say it like this, but she also looks angry. Yeah, sometimes I can see she's acting. Right. But most wrestlers, I could see it the whole time. Right. Even Daniel Bryan, who's like my favorite, I always see he's acting. Let's, always. Let's contrast it to Dana Brooke. Right. Who yeah. 
I mean, which is, by the way, you know what? This is I would, generous I, of us to give her any time yeah, on the podcast. I would, I would have a coffee with Dana Brooke. I would have a conversation with Dana. Brooke. Right. She seems like a great person. Yeah. But I don't understand like how you can be doing this. We're talking about like seeing somebody acting. Right. Like that's, I mean, that's like she's barely acting like a person. So yeah, I see that, and I see <laughs> you're a hundred percent right. She what what she's doing is. Porn acting or yeah, whatever, right? Something, yeah. Like, like if you think about, it's not even watch, wrestling. If acting. you're watching a segment, think about showing it to someone who's never watched wrestling before. Like that's right, and that happens to me. My wife will walk by the screen sometimes, and like it's almost like she's never watched wrestling before every time. And you're like, could I show someone this without them just being like, this is fucking terrible, right? Like that Dana Brooke thing was like, I'm only I'm Dana Brooke, and it's like a, it's too stiff, it's too scripted. Not great. I'm not saying she doesn't have room for to grow. Like Dana Brooke, I'm sure if they gave her the mic more, she probably has room to do better work. But she's getting these shots very, uh, uh, right. very rarely. But anyway, yeah. But contrast that to like what we see with Rhonda, and it's like I mean, she's been doing this for a year, right? At this point, and yeah, it's all relative, right? But Rhonda's promo, but they, they, but look, they haven't. She didn't give her the mic this week. She came out. She just beat the shit out of Dana Brooke. It was very cool and fun. She gave her like a knee to the face. She tapped her on, and then she went to just like go kiss her husband because she doesn't give a fuck. And then she was that, and then actually, you know, that wasn't Dana Brooke, right? Oh my god, Alex, Alex you Jones. You know, that wasn't Dana Brooke. That's a clone. Oh my god, Alex Jones. I can't believe you're still right. getting in here. Oh, I live here now. You you live here? Yeah. yeah. I see, you just walked out of that that the chest of drawers over yeah, there. Yeah, I live here. I live here in this in this hovel. Yeah. All right. So I see you're covered. You're covered in documents and stake. Well, I mean, so what? Uh, why are you here? About Dana Brooke? Dana, yeah. the real Dana Brooke. Let me guess. Is it a bunker under Montauk? Oh, you wish. <laughs> the real Dana Brooke. Was sucked through a rift in the space-time continuum that was opened up by Google scientists in their efforts to psychically steal energy from children that they're trafficking with George Soros. And uh, Dana Brooke is part of that system where they're going to start replacing people with the essences that they steal from children and the other eventually. Wow. Oh, my God. All right. you Honestly, I just saw you get heavier. <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> Something happened where I saw you put... It's the first time ever in my life I've seen somebody put on weight <laughs> physically. I watched you grow a little bit. I ate so much steak last night. You, you, you eat 3,500 calories, you gain a, it's a pound of, it's a pound, you yeah. know this? Yeah, yeah. I ate 100,000 calories. Well, 100,000 calories? So you're going to see me, you're going to see me actively gaining weight. Yeah, wow. I kind of figured this out. Yeah. The more fat I have on my body, the less the government electromagnetic pulse weapons affect me. Yeah, okay. You know what? I, I don't understand why Dana Brooke- Microwaves are everywhere. Yeah, okay. So Dana Brooke, did you like her promo? I think, well, look, uh, I would have liked the real Dana Brooke's promo, but here you see this clone, right? They don't even have, she doesn't even have the the way humans talk down. It's such an obvious clone. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I thought that that was the real- I will, You know what? I got to be honest with you, actually. Her face looked a lot different than the Dana Brooke. Uh, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Honestly, if somebody said they this is how I get Dana people, Brooke. this is how I get people. <laughs> the stuff that I say has a little teeny tiny kernel of truth. Oh, you're and then I, and then I, and then I, Oh yeah, totally. And then, I, and, then I, and then I wrap that little kernel of truth in rancid bullshit and I feed it to people. All right, get back and in I make the a bunch of money too. Get back in the drawer. Oh, we got to put him back in the drawer because he's breaking his own kayfabe, and I don't want him to lose his brand. He's already been deplatformed. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the least we could do for Alex. Uh, absolutely. 
absolutely. So look, Rhonda, I thought she looked like a million bucks. Yeah. And she got fined an undisclosed amount of bucks. When, uh, when, when, they, when Corey Graves said, uh, they're going to be hand a lot of, handing out a lot of fines tonight. I was like, oh, Dan probably loved yeah. it. I love it, but I want to know how much Ronda makes. Yeah. I want to know. I want her to start demanding more money. I want to know what AJ's contract was in kayfabe. He just signed a new contract. I want to know what Ronda's making, too, because uh, I found out some figures and they are upsetting. Oh, yeah. The, the wrestlers make a lot less than you think. No, I mean, but no, even no, no. like. She makes a lot of money. Yeah, but like. Oh, she I makes a lot less than like Lesnar, right? A hundred percent. She right. makes a lot less than even than even Dean Ambrose, probably. Oh yeah. Well, Dean Ambrose is leaving, right? Seems to be that's actually true. Yeah. Because they did the farewell tour, and he seems to not be in any angle here. Um, and I think I've heard from some, I would say, reputable people that I don't think any, you know that like that he actually is going. I, I actually overheard a conversation with people who are, who didn't tell me and say don't say anything, and then and okay. Yeah. So look. Uh, don't let your fucking door hit you on the way out. Not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. I've been a fan of yeah. almost nothing he's done since the original Shield, and uh, uh, and I and I'm really excited for him to go so I can see this 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 unleashed version that I haven't been able to see. Yeah. Uh, and I will admit if I'm wrong if he starts doing really uh, uh uh cool stuff, but I doubt it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I um, and I'm not just convinced because he's bleeding a bunch. I'm looking for. Next level stuff. Right. Yeah. He, uh, you know, looking back, you know, I watched WrestleMania 30 again for this. Uh, right. You know, check out our Patreon episode, patreon.com slash means of wrestling, WrestleMania 30 build bonus episode coming at you, baby, baby. Gabba, 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 weed. All right, go. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, I, um, it was, it became evident to me that like Dean Ambrose is always, he needs somebody else. Like he's perfect for a tag. Or he's perfect right. for like like a partner, like a stable. He's, I mean, the world needs character actors. The world needs uh, supplemental guys. Right. And that's what he is. Yeah, because if he's going to play like Charlie from Always Sunny or like he's playing like the wild card or whatever, you know what I mean? Like right. if he's going to be like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm like kind of loose. Well, then someone has to ground you. Right. And so if you're going to come out and just be like crazy and no one's grounding the feud, you're just kind of nuts. And yeah. they just, then it just becomes, uh, it becomes kind of like just. Dance fighting, right? right? It just becomes kind of like, uh, like it requires him to be funny every time. Think about Dean Ambrose's most successful moments. They're jokes he's pulled off. There's been two of them, exactly right. two of them. One was saying uh, EC3 wears EC1 and 2. Right. And the other one, uh, which was funny, you got to laugh. And the other one was, oh, like recently he like did a weird stare. Seth Rollins was like, are you completely nuts? And he like looked into the distance like, huh? Oh, yeah. He, and, and looked at him, like, he looked at him like he was kind of like. He had his head like turned like. Mel Gibson in South Park, you know, yeah. they use like Mel Gibson's actual face, <laughs> yeah. but then his body's cartoon, their face is just moved uh, to man. three different angles right. and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like kind of like that. That was really funny, but those were a lot, those required somebody to be like, are you nuts? Right. And then EC3 to play perfect straight man. Now, yeah. Rhonda. Great. So here's the thing though. Okay. So I thought that segment was great. I loved incorporating Rhonda's husband is great. Mm-hmm. Anything that breaks kayfabe is great. But man, uh, uh, not breaks kayfabe is great. I'm just saying that uh, her thing of being a real fighter and thinking WWE is bullshit is like it's cool. But it, I'm what they did here was to get attention for Ronda Rousey, who is to be honest, in a way a failed experiment, in a way extremely ex- uh, extremely uh, uh, successful. 
They wanted Ronda Rousey to be Lawrence Taylor, you know? <laughs> yeah. But Ronda Rousey became Kurt Angle. Right. Which is fine, right? Like, Kurt Angle was not a crossover star. He was came from a real athletic discipline at a very high level and picked up on it extremely fast and then was able to be main event level, but never was going to go on the Tonight Show or whatever, right? Like, he's not, he's a wrestler. Right. Ronda Rousey has became a very great wrestler and her star power in other ways has diminished because she's in WWE arguably. Right. It, tell me if you think I'm wrong. No, I think it's more beneficial to the WWE that Ronda is there than it is for Ronda. Right. Like she but at the same time I think her star power is going to diminish anyway. That's just how stuff goes. You have So I think she made a great move by coming to wrestling, following her heart and her passions. She loves wrestling. We know she loves WWE. So she got to do it. So I think that was an extremely smart move for her, extremely personal move. So if she came in here and said it was the wrong move, I'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, then it was the wrong move for you." Right? right. If Kenny came in here and said, "I wanted to go AEW over WWE," I'd be like, uh, you know, I'd be like, "You made a mistake." Right. But no, no, no. That'd be personal, right? It was a personal decision. Right. But so the mad grab of WWE to take Ronda Rousey, have her break kayfabe online, call wrestling fake, to try to get TMZ and that to hype up, uh, uh, hype up WrestleMania. Right. I think was at the expense of Becky, and the uh, expense of the Becky storyline, and was, in my opinion, as an extreme Mark Smart, whatever you want to call me. Obviously, I'm not going to like this. Right. But I also don't think that, like, my dad even saw this. Like, my dad loves Ronda Rousey, right? I don't think what I think he's as interested as he was in Ronda Rousey before she turned heel. Right. Or before she did this thing. I think they were like, let's try to get attention for the pod by saying that. For the pod? For the pod, for the mania. <laughs> by saying that. Right by by yeah. saying that uh, 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 by having her break and be like, oh, wrestling's fake, and then people are like, did you see Ronda said wrestling is fake? Right, and I don't think that really worked. Do you think it worked? Well, I think yeah. it worked. It got traction, but I think within the wrestling community. Yeah, but I don't know. No, I mean, I said this before though, but it's like I had people who are barely casual fans started paying attention right when she did that then you had people who you think they did. So I might just be in my bubble. That's why I'm kind yeah. of bringing it up. My, I had my vibe is that two. Two uh, confirmed that like texted me links to like the fucking Bleacher Report article or the Reddit right. article where it's like and, and and asking me like is this real and like we're like following it from there right. and then on top of that um, you had people who know that it's fake Smarks were getting worked thinking that she was re we talked about it last week we had to break it to people right like, but do you agree with me that Smarks don't need to be worked in that way. No, like I think they. Are, I think it's cool if they can figure out a way to, to, to work the people who know that it's fake. Well, I don't care that she said. I'm not like, oh, it's weird. She said it's, it's fake. I arguably, like, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't greenlight it myself, but I might try it. I don't think it's like a, you know, I don't think it's truthfully, it's not that big of a deal. If you remember, like, in Edge's farewell promo, he had mentioned like, hey, people think that what we do here is like fake. Like people, they, it, it, you know, people have said stuff that's breaking that before. It's right. not like that insane, you know. Um, uh, uh, but what I'm saying is that the Smarks are already gonna watch WrestleMania. Right. You think they're not gonna watch anyone who's like a wrestling fan is watching WrestleMania, right? Right. So the question is, did this garner? Did other people say I'm gonna watch WrestleMania because of that? Uh, well. 
Maybe. I mean, I only have another. Yeah, I mean, it's like one of the guys. But if she's leaving, was it worth it? I don't know this. You have to see the numbers. Right. This is why this is like, well, who knows? Whatever. Again, right. I, I don't get into the numbers. I don't get into that, man. But I'm saying this is why I'm saying, do you agree that all of it was at the expense of the Becky storyline? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. I think that there's a lot of stuff that they did with the Becky storyline that uh, we doesn't make any sense. Well, it went back to my moment originally, which is I said when they turned Charlotte heel. Right. That I was concerned. I said on the podcast a million times, and I still feel that way. Yeah, I still think of face Charlotte. What it would be? She's trying to be the face. Yeah, it would. It wouldn't work unless they unless they have. If they by the way, Charlotte just shouldn't be in the match. Why am I even talking about Charlotte? Right. But Ronda, as Ronda Rousey, the MMA fighter, gets really mad, starts beating up Becky. She doesn't need to change allegiance and turn on the crowd and stuff. Right. Yeah, I. It just seems, I don't know, maybe it's separate. Maybe they're not even thinking of it. Maybe they think that we're just fishing in the dark here, but like maybe they think it's like uh, Becky's fine. Becky's over. Right. Becky's fine. Well, I guess in a way they're right. Yeah. Like she's still going to get tons of pop at WrestleMania. Right. And I think that with Ronda, they're obviously, you know, she's, I think she's, she is leaving. And I think they maybe are sending her out. I wish she was a heel the whole time. I get why she wasn't, but it's obvious that her, her actual personality, it's that's easier for her to do. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know why they would be sending her out as a heel. Maybe so she can come back as one. But, um, but has Ron, yeah. is she going to go, like, probably Cena will go on, like, Tonight Show and stuff, right? So we'll get to that. But Cena's probably wrestling Kurt Angle at, at Mania, uh, even though it was announced as Corbin. We already saw Cena already has been talking shit about Corbin yeah. on on Instagram. That's another thing, guys. Like that's you're getting worked. They they're telegraphing very hard. That oh, he's going to get replaced. It, it's almost bad. Yeah. It, no, it, it is bad. It's like they're like, oh my god, do you see that the universe is in an uproar about him choosing Corbin? Yeah, they never say that. No. So the minute that they do, it's like okay. Well, they never did. acknowledge anything real. Like right. which, by the way, they should do more of. But um. I, yeah, I, I'll I, say that I, personally, this whole thing with Rhonda right. has not diminished my view of Becky, and it doesn't make her less important. But I think that's me. your personality. I think that you're. you're I, I think that you are uh, like you have the vibe, and tell me if I'm wrong. Of like, I think you're locked in on Becky. Like, I I, I think well, that yeah, you're like I yeah, mean, she's a badass. You're like I my allegiance to her, and you're staying with her because you're. I don't know. I just have that vibe of like you're going to be a Becky Mark. Yeah, but she could. I mean, I was a. She could. You don't even have that many wrestling shirts. You bought a Becky shirt, right? But you that know what was yeah. That was more the moment. Uh, and I, I because honestly, before you can go, but go check the check the fucking archives. She was a jabroni before. I mean, no one was harder on Becky than me. Yeah, and, and and so like it was the moment, and it was like okay, yeah, this is I like this version of Becky, just like I like this version of Daniel Bryan. I'm not gonna pretend like I've always been into Daniel Bryan. I did not care about him uh, at all up until this point. No, but that's good though. That's wrestling, right? You exactly. Should, like it's like Miz. Like if you're, I was a Miz guy from day one, it, well, Liar. it's important. <laughs> like, I mean, it's unimportant. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't have been. You right. should be into him when you're into him. That's how we make these guys better. Right, not just but, being blind fans. I mean, Becky that's why could sports slide. Sports are dumb. It's like that's my team, no matter what. Like right. that kind of loyalty is dumb. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, but Becky could slide back into the jabron zone, and I would be like, eh, you know, maybe I'm not going to wear this shirt. But it's, it's. Uh, I think right now it's just that it doesn't. I 
wrestling, I'm willing to see where it goes. I don't care enough about, I think Ronda's great. I really don't care enough about her and her uh, legacy as a wrestler to be like, oh, this is not good. And I think Becky's going to be fine. I would like to see her and Charlotte eventually team up mega power style. Uh, But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, obviously that would be cool. But I'm saying what the storyline here is that they have a match now. It's just... It's just become, there's going to be a match between these three. So, yes, to answer your question, yes. Uh, I do think that uh, this whole thing with Ronda is at the expense of Becky, but in the sense that it's just another wrinkle where there doesn't need to be. Well, so, okay, so Becky got suspended. Right. I mean, I'm not going to do this math again on here. Yeah. But she got suspended, right? Yeah. She was like, and they were like trying to take it away from her. She earned her way back in. And then Rhonda is now a bad guy also. Like, is like a bad guy. So, But then, oh, Becky, like she's a, a badass. But then you have Rhonda who's like a full-on badass in, in a way more... You know, I don't know. It'll be fine, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the logic of changing Ronda. I don't even know what to say. It all seems really muddy. Mm-hmm. Like it should just be the Kofi. Look at the Kofi storyline. It's clean, but it's also working me. Uh, you know, the foundation of this is extremely rocky at this point. Yeah. Now it's just a match that we've just accepted. I mean, again, right? So to 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 put a to put maybe a, yeah. a nail in this, it goes back to what you said. Wrestling is always three sentences away from making sense. Right. If if Rhonda had said, you know, I, if she's like, um, because the crowd turned on her right. just simply because she got in Becky's way, even a little bit, right? It yeah. was like, they wanted Becky, they don't want me. Uh, so it's like, you know, if she said, I, I was your sweetheart just a week ago, and now you're throwing me to the side yeah. just because you want Becky Lynch sure. to be champion. But the thing is, I actually think Becky said everything. I actually think Rhonda said everything she needed to say. Like in, in her stuff, she was like, LA turned on me and this and that. But they just pulled it too late right. to the point where I don't think they were. Like the crowd wasn't even reacting to her. The crowd was just just chanting for Becky because they like Becky. Mm-hmm. But they were also kind of confused why Charlotte was there. Like it, the whole thing was like. Right. So then when she turned, it wasn't like a moment where she turned. It wasn't like You're she right. was standing yeah. there. They were all like, boo. Boo! And then she's like, you know what? Fuck you guys! And then gave the middle finger. She like just did it like online, right, right, right. And right. then like she beat her up really hard one time. Yeah, well, and that's it was what like, I mean. Oh, she she should have said, she should have said on TV yeah. that like this is why. Again, we did this last week. We're we're gonna yeah. spend every podcast just trying to figure out what the logic was. <laughs> I, 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 tapes. I really, really, I, I, I am going to whatever. In quotes, whatever kind of connections I have to figure out anything, I gotta hear what happened here. Right, I gotta hear how this got so sloppy when it was already road itself. I wonder. And I if don't think it's because I don't think it's because the the road to WrestleMania is too long. Yeah, like I don't think I I think. Becky had her knee injury. All we needed to see was Becky, like at the doctor. Becky rehabbing. And then have a uh, have a uh, Charlotte Tanya Harding her or whatever like you know what I'm saying like and then she keeps coming back and then they're like she signed that that no disclosure thing and then they're like all right fine you have to do that but you're still an active wrestler if we're gonna be paying you and she has to have matches every week it keeps getting worse but she's eking out wins and then they're like hey we're gonna have to inject you with this like stuff like just mm-hmm. follow the story keep heightening the same story everybody. It's like basic improv. It's just yeah. game, yeah. right? It's simple, like, right? Just find what's the thing, 
right. whatever it is. What's the game? What's the story? And heighten stuff that only advances the story. That was it. Right. But this is the equivalent of just making every week mad dashes. They ruined Roman Reigns' storylines a couple times of this. Last year, he had a great story going of Brock's not here, and then you know what happened. Brock he got handcuffed yeah. by a couple of U.S. Marshals. Yeah. <laughs> and they know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is the week. Let's go, just, all right, let's keep going. Anything from uh, Shebs? Nothing yet. That's weird. All right. Yeah, you need to answer my text. All right, so, all right, well, let's keep moving on. But, uh, so look, this is, a, I would say, this week of wrestling, and, and just, to, by the way, the Kevin Owens show, literally during, just to prove my point, literally during this Kevin Owens show, Kevin Owens has Charlotte, Becky, sitting across from each other at the table, and Kevin Owens literally just says, the time for talking is over. Yeah. Just like beat up each other. Because yeah. they've gotten to a point where they don't know what story they're telling. We don't know what shows they're going to pop up on. Ronda's on Raw. Why is Charlotte and Becky not there? I don't know. But they're on SmackDown. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like what, you know. Uh, and he's like, you know what? Just beat each other up. And then Becky literally has no no knee injury anymore. Right. You're like, okay, it's gone. You know? Now, some people are going to make the argument that they're like, oh, you like that knee injury? No. I think it's just I, I'm like no I did like it but I'm not I'm not defending the knee you don't have to like that she right. could they could have dropped that they could have had her heel up since the Royal Rumble in January but they chose to go with that so you can't drop it right now she she wasn't even wearing a knee brace right right and then I'll, you know I'll I'll even be nitpicky with Becky because now we're in the zone of like of where. I don't know when she, I, I didn't like that. I said this on the podcast. I didn't like those track suits she, she was wearing. Mm -hmm. I think also like she sometimes dresses in a way where I'm like, this feels off. Yeah. This feels different. You know, you got to be like consistent. Lean harder into your thing. If, if, so if you're Stone, Stone Cold shows up in jean shorts, right? Like, and you're like, oh, this skin. Then he starts wearing a camo hat. And you're like, oh, yeah, all right. He's like a hunter also. All right, cool, right. cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. Right. And then he drives into the monster truck. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy would wear a monster truck. Oh, and then he has a beer truck. Right. He's like, yeah, yeah, that is a beer truck, right? You're like, oh, I got it. Then there's the cops. They arrest him. But he comes back because the cops loved him. They're friends with him. Yeah, because he's a blue collar guy. Right. They all connected in. <laughs> Instantly, you know what I mean? So you're like, oh, that's the game. Right. Follow that. Here's, oh, yes, that makes sense for this character. So the Becky character, then all of a sudden, she's dressing like Stone Cold. She got that vibe, and then all of a sudden, she's dressing like, oh, uh, like a uh, like a ninja outfit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just I say this all the time. It's just some people, some wrestlers, they just need to be showing up, beating people up, and leaving. And so Becky also, she's good on the microphone. She's really good on the microphone. Uh -huh. Right? Uh, I love myself. Uh, we're, I've almost forgotten that she's good on the microphone. Yeah. She was good when she was insulting people. She was scorned. We had the Becky Lynch, the scorned wrestler. They yeah. threw it out for Charlotte. And then now, every all of them are badasses. Right. So now they have to out-badass each other. Becky Lynch can't out-armbar Ronda Rousey. No. She can't out. So now it's that? No, she has to out Right, like she has to uh, uh, out, out. Her thing was, I'm. I have to out 
being a wrestler to you. Right. I'm more of a pro wrestler right. to you. I'm more over. And that was her from her being a badass. She needs to be way more badass. Yes. So I don't really. She, and so when she gets on the microphone, it's not her fault. She's cutting aimless promos because she doesn't know who she has a problem with. Right. So anyway. Um, all right. I got, I got, I got heated. Right, hold on. Got to cool down. Heavy money. Okay. So this was the week on Raw and SmackDown of setting up. Last week I came in here and I said there's no matches that I'm like fake excited for. Yeah. This week is the week of like now we're setting up all the matches that I don't want to watch when I'm at WrestleMania. Right. And it has to happen. So we're going to have. Uh, it looks like we're setting up for. Here's matches. I, you know what? These matches are, they're not bad. Some of them are not bad on paper. But like, you know, whatever. I'm just not, like, like the women's tag. It seems like it's going to be uh, like a, probably like a tornado kind of a thing, right? Yeah. It's going to be like Nia Jackson, Tamina, the Iconics. They're all going to be in there probably, right? I have a hot take. Yeah. I think of everybody in the, in the main roster of WWE right now, yeah. women, the Iconics are the ones that deserve the belts. I mean, they're the most tag team of all the tag teams. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, and plus, they're they're like Weasley. It would yeah. be perfect. Well, they won on SmackDown. Right. So I thought they cheated, but they won. That's how they're going to win anyway. Yeah. yeah. But we have Beth Phoenix and, and, and Natalia. So what we're going to have is a, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a, a mistake of a match. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have a massive disaster, a yeah. mistake. That's going to be a mistake. Um, so that's a match that no one's going to care about. Um, that's a, everybody gets to wrestle at WrestleMania kind of a match. Then we have Miz versus Shane, which I'm sorry, as good as main, Miz is on the mic, he cut a great promo. It made a ton of sense. It was great. I don't care about anyone who wrestles Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see Shane taking WrestleMania spots, especially Miz. Now, the only thought I had was Miz goes in there and Miz... Uh, saves it comes out beats Daniel Bryan and Russell Bay. Yeah. It's the only thing I'm like, oh, maybe they're setting up for there's no chances that'll happen, but yeah. maybe Mizzle now that he's face will come out and like Daniel Bryan goes too far and he's like comes in and people are like, oh my god, then they hit each other. No chance that's happening, no, because it would be too cool, yeah. And and also, it like wouldn't really make sense, like at this point, yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that it wouldn't make sense is the only thing making me think they would do right. it, right? Do you care about because you know, I mean, I just want to say, like. I mean, the Miz cut a fire promo. Yeah, he cut a fire promo, and I love that he was just like, "My dad's only proud of me." I think he's missing the line that was like, "My dad's not proud of me because I was, a con I was a, like a bad guy." Oh, you know what I mean? Like he's been such a cheater for right. like the past couple of years. He's like, "My dad wasn't proud of me because like I, I always like took the easy way out," you know. But he's always like, "I, I work so hard to get here, so kind of, it's like kind of like, why is your dad not proud of you?" Right? Why is his dad not proud of him? No, he didn't say his dad wasn't proud. He said his dad. His dad didn't just love him; he had to earn his like love, and he had oh. to, like he didn't just respect him; he had to earn his respect, just like he had to earn it for okay. everybody here. Honestly, I kind of zoned out because I don't care about the feud. Sure, I had to rewind during his promo. I had to rewind. I was like, "Oh, this is good. This looks like good work." <laughs> right. So I had to go back because I mean, it's he's a, looking trim too. Yeah. Like he lost some weight. Really sk skinny in the face, yeah. right? Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that also, looking slick. Okay, so that we're gonna have um, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the U.S. title. Which reeks of kickoff show, no? Yeah. Because, I mean, it also should be 
I don't know. I think that obviously Ray and Andra- Andrade is going to interfere or something. Right. Uh, well, they'll probably add Andrade, right? They have to. Yeah. Because the, they have been, they're just, those two need to not just open up the card. They need to be, or I would even, yeah, I wish that the first match of WrestleMania was, uh, uh, right. uh, was Andrade versus Ray for some reason. Why did Beth Phoenix say awoke the dragon Dude, and not the phoenix? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Why know. Why would it be the dragon? I feel like that was a line. She was like sitting home at Edge with Edge, and he was like, "They were like, you know, it'd be really cool if I said awoke the dragon." Like, yeah, yeah. which by the way is a really cool thing to say, but like, why not the Phoenix? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, last name is Phoenix. Let's figure this out. So, a, a dragon is awoken, right? But a phoenix rises rises from the ashes, right? So maybe in popular parlance, yeah, that's true. You wouldn't say the phoenix has risen, or, or or the phoenix has awoken. You would say the phoenix has risen. So maybe. But why does she think she's the dragon? It was that's. I mean that. So period. But also, why the dragon? You know. Yeah. It's like what. It felt like she thought she was gonna get so much heat for that line, and it's like fell flat. Oh, it was yeah. like, uh, like, hey, look, we've please, all been there. Okay, you know what I mean? We've all been there. Yeah, he's she. <laughs> Tamina, Tamina has awoken the dragon. Please clap. <laughs> Burn it down! Um, this is hot garbage. Okay. Anyway, so all right, let's cover a couple more things, and we'll head over to the. A Patreon bonus episode, but yeah. uh, yo, here's the deal. Batista, yeah, this guy is really great on film. Like, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Like when he, he really is not good in front of the crowd, right? He they really mess with him. He's such a a a a, a, a sensitive guy. And I would say this weekend, I was actually speaking to someone who worked very closely with him on a project. Yeah. And they confirmed that for me. I was kind of like, is he like, I was, they were like, yeah, he's like a real sweetheart. Yeah. And I feel like he really there is like really, when people are like yelling at him, I think he's really affected by it. But like, in a, he's like kind of like a real actor. I was like going to say, that's probably why his acting is better than people expected it would be. Right. Because he's able to be vulnerable and he's able to, even if he's not able to really control it, like I don't know what his, you know, he's, what his experience is, but his capacity for experiencing that is what makes him a good actor. I think so. Um, Viola Spolin said, talent is just a expanded uh, ability to experience. Uh, who's that? Viola Spolin. All right, hold on. I was looking at something that didn't... Uh, very, uh, well, that's... <sighs> hope that's not true. All right. What? Hey. what? No, no, no. no. Um, <sighs> All right, anyway, so here's the deal. I feel like him and Batista had a really nice improv conversation. Yeah. Michael Cole and Batista. Yeah. Like, the improv was pretty good. He said, like, why are you angry with Triple H? Yeah. Right? And he goes, I just don't like the guy. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. And then he just goes, that's vague. Right? He goes, like, it seems more deep-rooted. So we call this framing, right? Right. (laughs) Like, he framed that thing of, 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 like, hang on, that can't be the reason. Right, and yeah. it's like that thing where we talk about, like, when you justify it in improv, like a justification for something, you're like, uh, why why, um, uh, why do you do this, right? We say it's, you can ask more questions. You go, like, I right. did it because of this. Right, we said, why do you eat shit? Because 
I was hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> but you have more questions. You're like that. You know, I have more questions. You're, you know, you go, you go. Why are you? Married? I just don't like the guy. You're like, oh well, you don't like the guy. Why don't you like the guy? Right. And then it's like it seems more deep rooted. And then I felt like uh, he's like, does this go back to evolution? Which was a nice. Uh, of say, don't just ask questions, add information. Michael Cole was like, maybe is this why? Yeah. Now, if this was an improv scene, right, and there was nothing created, he's now created something which you would just say yes to. Yes. You'd yes. Like, just go back to evolution, you'd yes. be like, yes. And, and. right? <laughs> yeah. That's what he has said. So he'd be like, so he's like, just go back to evolution. And he's like, oh, okay. but he said no, actually. But he said it, a, a no that's actually a disguised yes, which is yeah. like, it actually goes much deeper than that. Right. You know what I mean? And then he claims, oh, he took me under his wing and he groomed me. But all he did was see me as just like a meathead. And he did the same thing with Evolution and DX. He's just like, he just saw me as under, but he's jealous of me. So his whole thing was to groom me to be underneath him. Mm -hmm. And then once I got, and then you're like, yo, that relationship exists. Like, that's a great justification for being mad at him. And then Cole's like, I work with him. He's like a really nice guy. You're like, oh, he's called the Cerebral Assassin. Yeah. He goes after your head. Don't you see it, man? You're like, this is fucking good. This yeah. all checks out. You know <laughs> what I mean? This is fucking, this is fine. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's just like, hey, Batista versus Triple H, like we said, hey, I'll watch the F out of that. Yeah, hell yeah. And I think it's important. I mean, obviously, Batista is uh, processing some trauma. Right. So I think it's important that we, you know, we hold space for him and show up, uh, allow him to show up as his most authentic self. Because, uh, you know, obviously a sensitive guy. Yeah. Let's, you know, let him uh, let him be vulnerable. Hey, question for you. Yeah. What do you think Alistair Black's... Uh business that he was conducting back home in the Netherlands was. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Cole conducting, yeah, he said he was conducting his He's business. conducting business he jury, back home in the Netherlands. Jury duty. Jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think I can serve on this jury. <laughs> I have to be back in WWE. Yeah, you're like, uh, I think he was getting a tattoo. Maybe yeah. I was watching on his Instagram. It just he was just doing like Facebook Live or whatever. I do know like, his cat just, is sick as well, so oh, maybe that's what well, it was. Uh, that's bad. Yeah. But him and Zelina were just like it's doing like AMA while he was getting tattooed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> like this is it's just it's too much. Like it's like I don't want to see these guys. I want to see him only when he rises. Who was I, it? I want to see Alistair Black. I want to see him rise up from his grave. Yeah. He wrestles and they in as far as I'm concerned, he goes back in the grave and he sleeps in that coffin until his next match. Do you do you get <laughs> is that the vibe that you get from Alistair Black that he's his character is like an under is like an undead, like that he's like a dead guy. Because uh, I saw somebody talking about this on Twitter, no. yeah, right? He's just this, like a satanic kickboxer, right. right? And I've seen, but I've seen people be like, I've got like, a knock against him as like, oh, it's hard for me to believe. Like I don't like this like the fantasy level of like, oh, he's like a dead guy. No, like, he's not I'm doing like, any. The, they, not doing they've any, never ever even no, said it's, that. It's pure pageantry, and he would admit that. Whereas right. like Undertaker. It, Undertaker, it's like he's a ghost. He, he would be like, "Oh, I'm actually like dead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to see if if that read because it doesn't read that the way to me. No, no, it's pure. Just like uh, it's like psych himself up, yeah. intimidation. It's like the same reason you enter your favorite song. His favorite song is uh, a, a coffin raise with yeah. some rock music. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I think that's all the main stuff from this week in professional wrestling. Uh, I'll, I think we should cover one last thing, which is. Uh, Mojo Riley. Oh, oh no no no! Mojo Riley screaming into the mirror. I feel like this. Figure it out. I think this has potential. Yeah, 
I don't know what it is. I've always thought Mojo Rally had potential. Uh, he's pretty solid on the mic. Yeah, but it's just his like. It's one of those things where it's like if you don't have a personality right. to turn up to eleven, right. there's only so far. Yeah, you I don't know go. what it is, but there's something about it where I'm like, he's getting mad at himself. I'm like, he should be like, I don't know where they're going with it, but I would like to see. Yeah. Um, the last thing we didn't cover is the uh, the biggest feud going into WrestleMania, which is uh, Braun Strowman versus Colin Jost. <laughs> Here's from Saturday Night Live. I hope that Braun Strowman is able to parlay this into hosting SNL. Yeah, I think he's poised to be like kind of a breakout star. Yeah. Uh, and he would be. They should have him host SNL. Yeah. It would be great. People would be like, "Who is this guy?" And they, but they would watch it anyway. Right. And he would be like huge. And then he has such a good game to just carry through the entire show. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could think of a thousand. It's anything where it's like it's X, Y, and Z, but. He's super big, so it's weird. Right. <laughs> it's like a yeah, thousand yeah. sketches. <laughs> right. That way. Oh, right. You can just like play like, it should be like three little girls and one of them is yeah. Strowman. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, whatever. Who cares? Like, yeah. anything you do with him will be funny. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, like, he is funny. Right. So he'll be good. But I mean, God, man, like, like, Ron Strowman was the hottest guy in the company. And he literally has a feud going with SNL. Yeah. Weekend Update host. <laughs> And, I mean, and and a car again. Yeah. Uh, Although they parlayed that into a toy. Which yeah, I, I think saw is that. So it's an actual toy. I don't know where they're going with this. Um, it's a bummer. He just doesn't have that briefcase. Right. Right. Why didn't he just have the briefcase? Yeah, I don't know. Like, just hold on to the fucking briefcase. You know, both it, briefcases are gone. Oh yeah. Right. Wait, did he lose it? He cashed, he cashed it oh, he in cashed, uh, like right. Abu Dhabi or whatever, right, 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 yeah. in uh, Saudi Arabia. Right. He used it to lose to to that. But anyway, we're going to get Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, by the way, breakout star of the week, I would, yeah. believe, I would say. Um, uh, even though I talked about him this late in the episode, he uh, was uh, fantastic on the mic. He said, oh, you know, we didn't talk about the whole Brock segment. Shit. I skipped over it to go to something else, but... Rollins hit Drew with the chair like five thousand times. I got pumped up for I'm I'm pumped up for Rollins Brock. I don't you know this match doesn't need a lot of build up. No, you know what I mean. Like Brock Lesnar is an, is established as like the guy to beat, and he has a shot, and uh, you know they'll wrestle the day of, and he's not going to be that concerned with him. He came out. Uh, I love it. And Brock like was considering. Maybe going to tussle with Rollins in the ring. And then he handed the title over to Heyman. And Heyman was just like, you're going to do this. You're going to get, you're not even going to get paid for this. Like, you're going to go touch, like, go ahead. And he's just like, why, why are you going to go in there? I love anytime Brock tries to act impulsively yeah. or like out of emotion, Heyman immediately is trying to corral him and like, and like, uh, rein him in. It's very fun. Um, Seth versus Drew, I thought was really uh, uh, fun, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, Drew McIntyre's great. He calls out Roman Reigns. You know, I don't know. Uh, um, I think he's so comfortable on the mic and delivers so consistently that I'm now ready to see something more from him on the yeah, mic. It just feels like he needs to. Yeah, yeah, he could say more, but I feel like it's hard for him to say more without writing. Like, well, not say more. I just mean like it's almost like watching. It's like watching like a really good guitar player sort of just like run through scales. It's like, right. okay, but where's your flavor? Like what's, what are you, right, he, what's but, your style? Cause he's obviously good and he hits all of his points. He never stutters. He never stops. He's never thinking. It's always just like, he's memorized his lines. He's got them. 
So you're he's obviously proficient. I want to see him fucking like rock out. Yeah. He needs a title. Like he right. really he really is like poised to be holding that universal title. Secretly was hoping that he was going to run through each member of the shield and right. then somehow replace Rollins. Rollins and then beat Brock. Cuz I think McIntyre like he, he just he, he he needs to be put to that next level and it's clearly by having a heavyweight championship. But I think that Drew McIntyre will get drafted to SmackDown. Yeah. And then I think he'll be like uh, a champion over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, or something. Because he, or I, maybe not, because if Daniel Bryan keeps going on a run, but if they give it to Kofi, he's a great guy. You know, McIntyre just needs to walk around with that strap for a little bit. Yeah. And they just need more. The thing with wrestling is they need more of that. It goes back to the call of Shebs. Anything from Shebs? No? So uh, it, the, the thing um, with. Sorry, I was distracted. Uh, it's so weird, but but like uh, the thing, it, like they need more backstage stuff. I know they have to like serve this arena, but like if I ran WWE, like I'd have dark matches happening while I'm showing TV segments. I'd right. focus more on the TV than the live crowd. Yeah, and it would be, but you, the dark matches would be amazing. You know, uh, 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 and I it could be like AJ Orton or something, like something that people are going like, uh, like, wow, I can't believe I'm seeing this. And maybe you don't even know if it's aired, or truthfully, because you can't hear the announcers. Save everybody two fucking hour, or save everybody a fucking hour, and do the two o five live matches during your fucking televised segments. Right. So if you do something like that, then you can have more segments of like Becky getting her knee checked, right. like all this uh, having uh um uh uh. Like McIntyre really showing like his complacency thing. Like I want some version of like Mr. Perfect. Like how he like he showed you his perfect. Right. Like, oh hey, I I I, don't, I never miss a shot. Well, what does it mean when he's like fighting complacency? Let's show Drew McIntyre in the gym. Have him up against like show him working out, like like with Heath. Like what is Heath Slater doing in the gym right. or whatever? We see Heath Slater lifting like weights and then. Like McIntyre's kind of like snarling at him, and then it cuts, and McIntyre is lifting the actual equipment right. instead of the weights, and Heath Slater's just like watching him, like do that. Yeah, it, it needs to be. It's tough with Heath Slater because it'll yeah. immediately be not. You know it'll I mean, immediately like, be like funny. Anybody but Heath, but like he's like, yeah, but he's he's doing, he's always doing that next extra thing. But just all, I, just show me clips of Drew McIntyre's training regimen. I mean, please yeah. show me him training. Like yeah. that's it. Like let's just let's just see it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And also, I want more shots of these guys like at home. Yeah, I want more at. I want more of like. I want just more. Anyway, that's just me. Anyway, um, all right, we're gonna head over to the Patreon. We're gonna try to get in touch with Shebs, but that's our bonus. That's our regular episode for this week. Um, uh, remember, Cow Mania Saturday, April sixth. Look, if you're close to New York, drive in for this. It's gonna be a great, great time. Even if you can't go to WrestleMania. We're going to have an awesome time. Uh, 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 and um, you get your tickets right now, tiny.cc slash Calmania. Go to our social accounts, at CalPodcast, on Instagram, at Twitter. Um, go to at Dan Black Attack. You can check out my training regimen. I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling yoked. Yeah. Um, feeling good, ready for anything. And um, uh, we got on Calmania, Skylar Aston will be at Calmania. Dolph Ziggler will be, be at Calmania. I know uh, if you guys saw, they had a little bit of a tiff on Twitter. Don't worry. They've worked it out. They've both agreed. They're going to coexist at Calmania. They were just having a little bit of fun with each other. There's no problems between the guys. Uh, we don't need any more of that. And I'll be wrestling Adam Letterman for the Cal COW Heavyweight Championship title at Calmania. 
the new Calmania official t-shirt that will be available for sale at Calmania. Designed by our own Jabroniac amazing artist, the artist who made the sign that they showed when Becky entered on SmackDown, they cut right to her art. Mm-hmm. A big uh, a drawing of her art, which is better than all of the art on all of Becky's merch right now. It's insane. They all have goggles. Yeah. I don't understand why they all have goggles. Uh, Lauren Moran designed the Cow Mania official t-shirt, which I will reveal this Monday March twenty fifth. Um, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the mole that listens to this, the several moles that listen to this, get Lauren Moran a job with making shirts for these because re- her shit is just better. She does design some shirts for WWE. Already. Okay, well then look at that. <laughs> it works. Well, she needs, but she needs to make all of the designs because right. the designs are bad. I can't wait. She will be at Calmania as well. Oh, so okay. yeah, absolutely. Uh, so listen. It's going to be a great time, April 6th, April 7th at WrestleMania. We will be having the official Calmania tailgate uh, where we'll be celebrating my title win or celebrating a great effort by me. But, hey, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Um, And, uh, hey, everybody, head over to Patreon.com, such comedians of wrestling. Listen to our bonus episode right now. We're going to be talking about WrestleMania 30 wrestling and really just anything. Uh, We keep it loose over there. Anyway, everybody, keep watching wrestling. I should have known better, dude. Kisses. Did you get, did you get, you called him? Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.